When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why am I not in the intro? <laughs> You'll never, <win. laughs> never be in that intro. <laughs> I want to be in the intro. Never. You should be. He should be. I, I you know what? I, I am Rat Sound Review. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not get carried away here. With, okay, with I'm the, the rat. I'm a third. <laughs> with all the free time you have, uh, Greg, uh, you could actually make that intro. Maybe. I <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Greg's a busy man. Yeah, okay. He's a jaguar. Jaguars don't do anything. How <laughs> esoteric of you. <laughs> Welcome to Red Salary Review. Hi, everybody. Howdy. How's everybody doing? Good evening. This very hot. Well, actually, Greg, I don't know how it is over by you, but with me and Lou, we're dying over here. We're melting. Not me. That's I got pretty on. warm and humid. Yeah, it's it's nasty. I I have AC on upstairs, but in my in my uh, my dungeon here, it's hot as shit. Is it hotter than hell? Yes, it's very. <laughs> yes, it's it's hotter. hotter well, I mean, the, look at the mirage forming on the top of his head. It's clearly as hot as the desert. I know. All right, we'll see you guys next week with uh, at least <laughs> one new host. And uh, have a good night. Bye. Quick, Gunga Din, bring fresh water. <laughs> uh, I don't have any agua. I, I wasn't calling you Gunga Din. <laughs> <laughs> anything new since uh, last we've done a show? I mean, Greg, we haven't seen you in like two weeks. No, not really. Not uh, much going on. Any any new albums or anything that you've bought lately? Or yes, there is, but I did not bring them out here. All right, you could tell us. Uh, well, I got better copies of those uh, Merciful Fate fan club releases from the 80s, Curse of the Pharaohs and Live from the Depths of Hell. That was pretty cool. Agent Steel, Unstoppable Force. Got another Bonded by Blood. That's another shoot. And, uh, Sodom, Persecution Mania, finally. That one was a pain in the ass to find. Really? And like three or four overkill. And about five suicidal tendencies, but I can't remember which ones they are now. Jeez, man! I should have brought the stack out here. A lot of good stuff there. I'm telling you, man! Fucking clean up on eBay. A lot of people spell shit wrong. I yes. uh, So you do similar searches, yeah? Yeah, I've gotten lucky on those. Uh, Oh, and Alice Cooper, raise your fist in the air. Oh, I got that yesterday. Just reminded me. Remember that live Alice Cooper thing that I had from a few weeks ago. I forgot the. Well, I didn't go to that store yet, but uh, I'll remember. Oh yeah, that reminds me. We never did talk about the Special Forces Live one from Record Store Day like a year ago. We kind of forgot about that. But anyway, Lou, how about you? <laughs> Sorry, I had to unmute. Um, well, I uh, let's see. Last week I showed uh, some of my new releases that I picked up. Uh, Hopes Fall, No Wings to Speak of, that came out in two thousand one. 
Uh, got the uh, newest album from uh, Prophet and the Cowboys of Apocalypse, which is pretty oh. cool. Uh, Danzig, E. Luciferi, and uh, uh, what else? Went? Oh, yeah, uh, a, a bootleg copy of Halloween's um, Live in the UK from uh, Latin America. I don't know. It's a bootleg. There's no barcode or a record label on the back. But it was under 10 bucks. I found it on eBay. Sue me. Uh, this week, I actually have coming in um, a copy of Holy Mother's uh, Toxic Rain, which was like their most popular Ooh. album in Germany. And, uh, you know, I looked everywhere for it. It's out of print, but I was able to find a copy of it. So uh, that should hopefully be coming in this weekend. Other than that, I uh, really haven't had a chance to really buy anything. I have my uh, wonderful sister-in-law, Cassandra's wedding on Friday. She's marrying the love of her life, Cassandra. My wife is the matron of honor, and my daughter is the flower girl. So, you know, all money's going to that, but it's all good. So Congratulations. Sounds cool. Thank you. Um, but th- there's nothing more important than buying new albums. I agree. Sorry. I second, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, God forbid anything ever seriously ever happened. I mean, I, I probably would unfortunately have to sell my collection. You know, I always think about that. You know, you probably would. How many CDs at least would you say you have in your collection? I would say about 5,000. No, uh, total of everything between CDs and records, it's like 4,000. It's, it's, yeah, it's not that much. It looks okay. So I was wrong about the quantity of one, but I wasn't yeah. too far. Okay, cool. All right. So let's see, four thousand. Think maybe a dollar a CD or a dollar that. That's at least four G's in your pocket. Yeah, it's a, it's a good chunk of money. Uh, that, that's more than I would get from my guitars. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, on Discogs, it says uh, twenty nine thousand at the lowest and eighty six thousand the highest. So. Wow, I have like half of what you have, and it's worth and you, like yeah. twice as much well, just have... because of the ridiculous rare shit. I have. Yeah, I don't have that much rare. I mean, I yeah. I... <laughs> well, everybody well, else shit comes from Japan, so I don't have much. Well, dude, some of those new wave of British heavy metal, like them singles, I have them like because I know people that live over there, and I got deals on them like super nice with the original picture sleeve. Some of them go for like four or five hundred dollars a piece now. Yeah, and you listen to a lot more obscure type bands than I do too. So, yeah, I would never have heard of Gaskin if it wasn't for you. So, true. Right. Yeah. A lot, a lot of bands I've never really heard of. Um, actually, I got two new things today. Came in. The Ooh, what'd today. you get? Uh, Saint Madness. Oh, cool. Ah, Prophet. Yep, these are older albums. Uh, jeez, what the hell does that say? Canonizing Carnage and uh, Saint Saint Satanic. Saint Tannic? That's Saint cool. Huh. cool. I think he has some new merch available now. Yeah, he does, actually. And I got it. A new t-shirt. Very nice. cool. Very cool shirt. And on the back, Metal to the Death and Beyond. Wow, huh. cool. Very Is cool. that available on the Bandcamp site or directly through Prophet I think, himself? I think directly through Prophet. I, don't, I didn't see it on their Bandcamp. So if you want that, just go to uh, uh, St. Madness uh, on their Facebook and then just ask them for the t-shirt. And I know they're doing some uh, cool. shows recent, um, very soon, too. Actually, maybe this week, uh, and they will have them there. But uh, yeah, definitely ask them. They're, they're very nice shirt. I like it a lot. So. And uh, I already had like two other St. Madness albums, so I said, 
I have these. Just give me two other ones besides these two. Whatever you want to pick. Uh, and he just gave me those. So, I'll And he self-releases them, right? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Excited to listen to those. They look very fun and uh, good. I mean, I, I've heard most of this stuff through uh, you know Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff anyway. But to actually have yeah, the actual so CDs yeah, is uh, cool to have that. But uh, anybody got any news to talk about first? I have a few things. Well, apparently no, Sebastian Bach was on the news recently saying that he caught COVID, but hmm. he caught the vaccine oh, yeah. and, you know, he's, you know, now trying to push, you know, another one of the celebrities that are trying to push uh, people to get vaccinated. So yeah, that seems to be the new thing. <laughs> Everybody's I actually just got off the phone with somebody who was uh, kind of part of uh, Rat Salad Review. I don't know if I should reveal his name or not. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, Ralph Vieira. And uh, he was just at Rock and Pod, and he mm-hmm. was hanging around with somebody yep. who just found out he had COVID. So R- Ralph He got- has COVID? No, he, I don't know. If he, I don't think he does, but he was hanging around with somebody who did. Oh, uh, no. Oh, yeah, Ralph got the vaccine, so Ralph you know, he's not really too worried about it. You know, everybody yeah, he's it's... got the vaccine, everybody he knows has the vaccine as well. And I think actually the other guy had the vaccine too. So even if he got it, he should be all right anyway. If he catches it, it shouldn't be as, you know, symptomatic as, right. you know, like as as he is if you know regardless of whatever, you know, let's hope that uh, his friend's okay. Yeah. So that's yep. that's that. And also too, uh just quick, uh, I want to thank Ralph Vieira for um helping us out promoting uh Josefina, uh, our friend uh i didn't want to say his name but uh he doesn't care i talked to him about it he was grateful eric adams from uh beyond bushido his mother needs a lot of help with uh you know nursing aid and and all this other stuff uh, because she's got a lot of uh medical issues so ralphier put up a little video on his uh, youtube channel he's going to help us out and and promote that a lot and uh whatever you donate he'll you know do shows if you want to want him to talk about certain albums you want whatever i mean we do the same thing i have all that stuff listed on there but you know ralph's got a bigger fan base than we do so very cool for him to uh, help us out like that. And uh, yeah, I can't thank him enough. Ralph is uh, really yeah, awesome. Yeah, thanks, Ralph. That's awesome. Ralph has every reason in the world to be an obnoxious twit, but I swear to God, he is the nicest guy. Like, it, as long as you're good to him, it, he's the kind of guy that would give you the shirt off his back. Ralph is awesome. I fucking love that guy. So, yeah. so we totally me too. Appreciate Ralph. Great guy. Oh, and the great Harry Barnett has now joined us on YouTube. Oh, yeah, Chuck. <laughs> what's up great harry barnett and yes eric adams is good people yes so oh hold on you know what it is i'm, I'm looking at the youtube screen and mm-hmm. i'm getting a confused uh-huh. zoom screen and it's like off for like five seconds i saw a lugo like this <laughs> and i'm like what's going on <laughs> me and my six head <laughs> yeah. Harry, um, we got to get you back on the show. So if you want to come on, I mean, every week that he shows up here on YouTube, I tell him this. Let me know, and I will let you into the the uh, little chat here because it's been a long time since we've all talked. Although I know you're on, uh, um, you you've retired from doing podcasting for now, for about maybe another week. So <laughs> it's up to you. I mean, it's like one. It's like almost two a.m. in the UK right now. So he's still up. He's still up. I don't think he sleeps. He's the great Harry Barnett. The great Harry Barnett never sleeps. So he doesn't even like podcasts. He doesn't even like sleep. He doesn't no. even like anything. <laughs> he does like the 3D print, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, he does Go like ahead. that a lot. 
but other news, uh, Guar documentary. This sounds really cool. They Ooh. were supposed to have done this for a long time ago. They were supposed to be a Let There Be Guar documentary released oh, like really? 10 years ago, and then it was never released. It was just clips of it on YouTube. So I'm yeah. super excited about this. Yeah, can't wait. It's called This Is Guar, the powerful story of the most iconic heavy metal art collective monster band in the universe, as told by the humans who have fought to keep it alive for over 30 years. We'll premiere at this year's Fantastic Fest in Austin, Texas. Uh, and the documentary contains interviews with the Guar band members, both past and present, as well as other artists, including Weird Al Yankovic, uh, Thomas Lennon, Alex Winter, Bam Marjorie, I can never pronounce his last name, but you know who I'm talking about, uh, Ethan Embry, uh, including never, be- never before seen footage of legendary Guar frontman David Brocky, who I miss still to this day. Me too. Uh, yeah. And Bob Gorman will be the author, uh, Bob Gorman, the author of Let There Be Guar. The longtime artist and performer for Guar had this to say about the film. Uh, the story that emerges, emerges shows the trials and tribulations of Guar. The founders of this band deserve credit, and their perspective is in there. But it also follows the story of those who lived with the band and sought to keep it alive these many years. So I, I can't really wait to see sure. it because uh, I'm a huge Guar fan. So, and if anyone knows who Bob Gorman is, that's the human slave of Bone uh, Bone Snapper, right? And uh, actually, they just did. Um, uh, they just did. What was it? The anniversary of um, Scum Dogs of the Universe. Yep. And uh, Techno Destructo came back, which was yeah. Cool they had like a big falling yeah. out, you know, back in the day. So that was cool to have them all back together. So yeah, I think it was all over ownership of the property of Guar, but I don't want to spread any rumors. Yeah, yeah, because technically he was almost really the original owner of Guar, right? I, yeah, because he's the one who created the idea of Scum Dogs as a universe as like a cheesy, like, you know, hokey sci-fi horror film. And then, you know, Dave was doing Death Picky at the time. So he said, well, what if we had like the most obnoxious band in the world open up for Death Piggy, but it's us. And we just come up as in costumes and we call ourselves Gua. And <laughs> that ended up becoming more popular than Death Piggy. Right. Yep. Yeah, so it's cool. It's I hope you know everybody seems to be getting along now, which is is great. So now everybody oh. can can do that. You know what they say: time wounds all heals. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Look, look what it did for Halloween, right? I don't want to bring that up again because then we'll be talking about that for hours. Wait, what? Halloween. We've talked about Halloween enough <laughs> lately. Halloween, getting all back together, you know, same situation. Different uh, circumstances, but yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's less people too. So, less uh, people in Halloween or Guar. KK <laughs> <laughs> uh, Downing says he should have played more guitar solos than Judas Priest, and he should have put his foot down. I'm, uh, I don't know. Greg, I'll let you go first on this. Hmm. I don't know about all that. Uh, I'd have to hear the other side of it because I don't know. He ends up coming off like a bitter old man a lot all pissed off about stuff makes you wonder if it's even fucking true or if he's just complaining to keep himself relevant i mean he was a good guitar player but throughout the history of judas Priest, as far as putting his foot down i mean they did twin leads it was just blends flashier right yeah i kind of don't get it either i think it's more like he just needs to keep himself in the spotlight especially because he's got the new album coming out too so he's got to say anything just to keep himself out there yeah, like kind of tell people, yeah, Les Binks is going to play drums on it, and he ended up not. Yeah, that pissed me off. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, all respect in the world for KK Downing. I mean, great talent, great songwriter, great guitar player. But uh, I'm starting to put him into the same category as Sammy Hagar at this rate. Because it's like all he talks about is his former band. It's like, dude, move the fuck on. Yeah. Uh, And I get it. He spent most of his life playing in Priest. But still, you know, he quit. And then everything was cool for a couple of years. And now he's bitching about something every couple of months. It's like, dude. Yeah, but take a guy like Ripper, though. Ripper's been shafted by Priest. Ripper's been shafted by Iced Earth. Ripper's been shafted by Ingve Malmsteen. And you know mm-hmm. what? He always, uh, he, 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 he's, he's always a better man. He always, you know, turns the other cheek, just moves forward and just keeps releasing stuff. You know, like, I think if more people, you know, took after his example, um, they'd be better off and we'd be better off because we would have to hear about this on Blabbermouth Net all the time. True. <laughs> well, when's that new album going to be coming out? Because uh, then we'll know how much longer we have to hear about it. Uh, I'm afraid to buy his book <laughs> for the fear that that's all I'm going to read about in there. Uh, <laughs> probably. I mean, Halford won't even talk about him and Halford's like open to talk about anything. He won't even talk about KK anymore. It's a shame. No, hey, the last time, well, the last time I saw an article where he actually answered it, where he was brought up, he was just kind of like, he quit. That's it. Uh, I'm just trying to see what else he said. Uh, yeah, nothing really. But yeah, I don't know. I ordered the new album, so it sounds pretty cool, the stuff that I've heard so far. I still think it sounds good. I mean, <clears throat> I hate the name of the band. I think he's riding them coattails a little too hard. I think you'd be able to get by on just his name as a former guitar player for Judas Priest because he's one of the two everybody knows. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah. 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 That's kind of something we were going to talk about later, like bands that, yeah. uh, you know, use well, names like I was that. trying to lead into it there, but. <laughs> well, that was going to be its own section. <laughs> and now more news. And now back to the news. Uh, former Ice Earth singer Stu Block uh, says John Schaefer fucked up real bad. Um, when he got involved in the violent protest in the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, that left several dead, including a Capitol Police officer. Uh, four months ago, the Ice Earth lead, uh, leader pleaded guilty for his role in the Capitol riot. Blah, blah, blah. We all know about that. Um, uh, shit, man, I got lost here. Whatever. Uh, he just, you know, obviously does not approve of what, you know, John did and he finally gets to talk about it. But, uh, oh, here he goes. Uh, at the end of the day, I don't I don't hate him. I'm not writhing with uh, hate for him. I feel sad. I feel bad that uh, that everything went down the way it did and made one and maybe one day we'll talk. I don't know. I'm not sh- I'm not too sure. But I think he knows that I still have a place in my heart for him because I've seen that man do a lot of amazing, wonderful things for people. But I just want to move on. And that's what it is. And uh, yeah, it's a shame. I mean, that, that band will never be around ever again. <laughs> but Stu Bach is back in nice uh, in um, uh, into eternity, so that that's all that matters to me. At least we have that back. We haven't heard of anything of the other X members, like uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Brent Smedley. I think is a great drummer. You know, he'd be great in anyone's band, but no one's picked yeah. up on him yet. Yeah, maybe it'd be uh, Brent Smedley's Iced Earth. So it'd be Smedley's Earth. Smedley's Earth. <laughs> hey, that kind of—it's not too bad, actually. Or Brett's Sounds Ice. Like a children's book. <laughs> Smedley. 
Smedley went to school one day, then looked outside and saw that his world was destroyed. <laughs> it was violated. Uh, uh, Megadeth recruits bassist James Lomenzo. So James Lomenzo is now back in Megadeth. What a shock. Yeah, right. Uh, I, but I don't know. Is he actually the one who recorded the bass on the album? Because it just says he's doing the tour. Supposedly it's Steve DiGiorgio, but they're not saying anything. No, I still haven't announced that yet. No. Interesting. But, I, you know, I figured somebody that was already in the band was going to come back. How much longer do you think Megadeth really has left? It's always been the Dave Mustaine band, so as long as Dave wants. Yeah. I mean, Dave's looking rough. Really rough lately. Sounding rough. And sounding rough. Not playing rough, but definitely vocal-wise sounding rough. No, I, I don't think it's got much more to go. I don't know. Um, all right, I think that's it with the news. Nothing really else going on. But uh, another thing we really wanted to talk about, and you brought this up a long time ago, uh, Greg, and we just kind of kept putting it to the side. But people who are insisting Testament should have been part of the Big Four instead of Anthrax. Yeah, I I just don't get it. I, you know, how do you replace a, a leader? with a true follower, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And people are like, oh, it was just based on sales. No, shut the fuck up. It isn't just about that. They were the first four really big thrash bands, and they created the genre and did different things, introduced stuff into it. You know, um, Granted, Testament did switch it up eventually, but it, at first they were just a, kind of a second tier bay area band i mean they're not bad but mm. i certainly wouldn't call them game changers is the thing and that's how i see the big four i just don't understand yeah exodus i could see right yeah yeah i think it's more too that those four bands grew up or you know started together you know, Testament yes. wasn't really mixed in with Metallica and all those bands, you know? No, that's what, it followed it. That's right. what I mean, yeah. you know? If you think about it, when Mustaine was in Metallica, when they made the move to Jamaica, Queens, Anthrax was the band that kind of looked out for them. Right. So if yeah. you think about it, True. Anthrax is responsible for helping Metallica and even by proxy Megadeth you know, get to their level of prominence. And although I personally, musically, I prefer Testament to Anthrax uh, because of Alex Skolnick, I would never take anything away from Anthrax's importance in the shape of what thrash metal became. Mm. If it wasn't for them, you know, uh, helping out Metallica with Dave Mustaine in the early days, who knows what could have happened? So, yeah, I would say they were a huge part of it. They do deserve to be part of the big four. Now, what you could do is maybe do an offshoot of that, you know, like the other big four, or maybe that's just kind of beating a dead horse, but there you could throw on Exodus and Testament and maybe two other bands. Uh, Ralph Yara just joined the uh, chat and he says, Testament oh, is overrated as fuck. Yes, did he really say are, that? Ralph. Yes, Thank you. <laughs> well, schmack of a gob to you anyways, Ralph. I respect your opinion. I don't know. I like Testament, but looking over, if you do go by the uh, like sales, Anthrax totally blew uh, Testament away. 
fairly even well, even you if know. you take the sales out of it, you know. Even yeah, it, even it, if you do. But just saying, going by the sales, like, I mean, Anthrax when they first started were just they were almost like Testament was a little bit more than Anthrax, not by much. But then as uh, Anthrax went on, it it got better and better. Like, uh, let me see here, like Persistence of Time charted at twenty four, and I think maybe Souls of Black was around the same time that it charted at seventy three. Yeah, and then the Ritual that charted at fifty five, and Sound of White Noise charted at seven. So you know, a huge difference, and also Testament was never on Married with Children. No, they weren't. So there you go. <laughs> I was yeah, thinking about that episode. Peggy's casserole and trip balls and the mystery meat. <laughs> Lou Mavs is greater than Testament. I will say that. Schmackamagab. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a preference. I mean, I just have always loved Alex's playing, whether he was playing with Testament yeah. or whether he was playing with uh, Attention Deficit or the Alex Golnick tree. I just love hearing him play. And live, and just watching him play is great. But no, I mean, who would even make that ridiculous statement that Testament belongs in the big four over Anthrax? That's it's you fucking have kids, to be objective. And they drive me crazy. They call fucking record shopping vinyling. I want to fucking choke them all. <laughs> vinyling? If, if, if there was ever a clear thing to uh, 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 give the go-ahead to sterilize a whole generation, it's the term vinyling. I, that. <laughs> I agree with Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never even thought the call it vinyling. Dude, the I don't know. I see it in a lot of these raffling groups and the i thought it was a fucking joke at first but now they're they're totally serious about it it's one of the dumbest things i've ever heard and it shouldn't be called vinyl because it's not actually made from vinyl and then i watch these these discussions they have about these obscure bands which some of them granted i like a lot but oh they should have be held in a higher regard than going back to the big four and shit like that. It's like, look, you can hate Metallica, but you can't tell me that as much as I love violence, that violence was as important a thrash as Metallica. No. You know, and it goes back to the time period thing again. And it, it it's funny because they jump instantly to the defense of, oh, well, you think they said, no, I don't. I never fucking said that. It's got nothing to do with that. It's about starting He's... shit off and influencing it right. and, and getting it running and being the innovators, the ones that got it going. Yeah. These baboons need to learn that you could be subjective in your preference, but you have to be objective about the facts. The facts are Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax, Megadeth, that was the original four thrash metal bands that spawned an offshoot. I, you know, all due respect to Exodus above Testament because yeah. Gary Holt and Kirk Hammett were the two guitar players in that band. And, you know, hey, they could have gotten anyone to replace Jeff. They took Gary from Exodus. So what does that tell you? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that. I mean, yeah, I, I like all the big four bands and I love Testament. I love Exodus too. But yeah, they just don't belong in the big four. Just- yeah. I got nothing against Anthrax. I mean, I prefer the John Bush era to the mm-hmm. Joey era. I mean, The Sound of White Noise is my favorite Anthrax album, but no, like, you'd be ridiculous to think that they weren't important to the... Yes. You know, yeah. that's stupid. Yeah. I mean, there was time, you know, when John Bush was in the band, there was time, yeah, um, Testament did chart a little bit better, 
than than uh, Anthrax. But you know, once Joey came back, then you know their popularity went right back up again. You know, and even with the last time, I think that's their highest charted album with Anthrax. Sound of White Noise? No, the newest one. Oh, oh, uh... <laughs> what? Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about after jo- when Joey Dude, just My because mistake. it's <laughs> because yeah. sorry. I just love Sound of White I, Noise. I, yeah, can't get Sound of White Noise out of your head. I love that. No, it was funny because he mentioned it like three times in a row, and it just seemed like, are you going to acknowledge it now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we get it. You love Sound of White Noise. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I know. <laughs> Uh, uh, let's see who else is here. Oh, Devil Dozer is here. Uh, Anthrax is bigger for Anthrax is bigger for sure. And Kelly was hot from Married with Children. Yes, yes. Oh, and our positive thoughts are with uh Christina Applegate. From what I heard, she has multiple sclerosis now. Really? Oh, oh my yeah. God, God that, that girl cannot catch wild. a break. We love man. you, Kelly. Yes, we do. She had she had breast cancer too, right? Like a couple years ago. Yeah, a couple she, years ago. she had a double mastectomy too. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, I believe she had to. Yeah, yeah she's still troopers forward. Uh, Devil Dozer, uh, Anthrax. Her way. Yep, Anthrax themselves aren't too proud of State of Euphoria, but I've always loved that album. I like that album too. But you know who doesn't like that album? Ralph Vieira. This is true. I love that record. <laughs> he does not like that album. But I know Ralph doesn't. But that's yeah. okay. All right, everybody likes what they like. That's that's yeah. all that matters. If you it was like cool it, that you had cool. Neil Turbin on the show though with uh Timo. Well, you had him on the Timo Tolkien on the podcast. Timo show, yeah, that's yeah. still my sound of you. It doesn't matter. But yeah, he's very cool. I, I really liked him a lot, and I, I'm hoping to get him on uh, you know our regular show. But very talkative guy, and I like to. Me too. I would like to talk to me. Yeah, I like to hear more about like his. Uh, I know he hates saying the word conspiracy theories, but I, I like I like the way he talks about that stuff because he's very into it and he knows knows his shit. So. It's very interesting. Uh, Ralph says, Fistful, Spreading, and Sound of White Noise are my three favorite Anthrax albums in that order. I, yeah, those, those are really awesome albums. Spreading the Disease, I think, is my second favorite. And Sound of White Noise, my first. But Fistful is really up there. It's, fun, it's funny because I never liked Fistful when I first heard that. And then it, it grew on me. A little really? Bit. I love that album. When I first yeah, heard I, it because I, I started with Sound of White Noise. So they didn't sound oh, like wow. the same band. You know, I'm like, I didn't even think it was. Because there are two well, different anthrax. Yeah, no, There's another anthrax yeah. band, so I didn't know. But um, I'd go spreading State of Euphoria and then Fistful. Yeah. What about you, Lou? Um, well, um, I have to admit the three albums that I listened to, the, well, I'm not going to name the first one because you already know it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one? But um, I loved We Come For You All and I loved uh, Worship right. Music. So... Mm. Hmm. Interesting. I found something of value in those albums. So, no, I like them a lot too. I just, uh, but I will say this though. Yeah, I will say this though. uh, Volume Eight and um, Sound Four Four Two. They actually have some of my favorite Anthrax songs on those albums. Like, I would love for them to play like Catharsis, and I think Bear is probably one of the best. Like. I guess you could call it a ballad, but you know, I mean, I just thought it was so hauntingly gorgeous, you know. So, oh yeah, that song was awesome. That's the one that uh, Frank plays, uh, sings, right? Or is it on no, one? Frank sings a song on Volume Eight. Bears the last okay. song on Stone Four Four Two. Oh yeah, okay, yep, I remember now. All right. It's been a long time since I listened to those, mm. but uh, they're still yep. good albums. 
I well, I wouldn't go that far. I liked them. I liked the Stomp 42. I think uh, 442. It's different. It's. I mean, it was a shock when that first came out, and it sounded like uh, almost like Pantera. So I kind of almost didn't really like it too much. But funny enough, Dimebag plays on a couple of those songs. Yeah, yeah, he does. And that is him on Inside Out of Volume Eight, which is a killer. uh, I think it's a killer song and a killer solo. So yeah, I haven't heard any of it in years. Ralph said, "Bear is amazing, amazing." It is. Uh, all right. So then the other thing that we were going to talk about is, uh, and we kind of discussed it a little bit, like KK's priest bands, you know, band members leaving the band and then starting a band like KK, leaving Judas Priest and starting his band KK's Priest. Should bands or should former members from bands do that? Should they be allowed to use that former band's name in some form? Do you think that confuses fans? I mean, kind of KK's Priest isn't really going to confuse anybody, but if there's another band called Priest. There's probably a couple of other bands called Priest because uh, the guys from uh, a lot of the guys from Ghost, they started uh, a band called Priest. So now that kind of gets confusing with KK's Priest a little bit, even though it's two different genres of music, but still. You want to go first on this, Wayne? I, I started it. Okay, Greg, you first. <laughs> well, yeah, they should be allowed. I mean, let's not get fucking fascist about it, but <laughs> should they? Probably fucking not most of the time. I mean, Jeff Tate's Queen Shrike, that's just fucking ridiculous. He could tour under his own name and people would know who he is. That's the thing about right. most of this. I, I just see it as them trying to latch on, you know, to help sales of an album or boost a tour. I see it as lazy and I wish they wouldn't. But if they're going to, oh, well, but there's a distinct lack of creativity. In it. Hmm. I was trying to think, like, what other bands were there? I mean, I know that uh, now you got the KK's Priest. Uh, there, was, there was a Quiet Riot, right, at one point? But, I mean, I I, oh, I like I what Venom about, Inc. did, and I understand their point behind doing that, you know. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Rhapsody. I mean, Rhapsody started as Rhapsody. Then they turned to Rhapsody of Fire. Then there's Luca Torelli's Rhapsody. And then there's Luca Turilli and um, Fabio Leone's Rhapsody. Uh, what, there's a bunch of other ones, too. Uh, God, it was, it was a more recent one. Great White? Am I thinking of Great White? There's Jack's, uh, Jack Russell's Great White, yeah. Jack Russell's Great White. Um, there was also Steve Riley's L.A. Guns. Why, why do you have to start calling it Jack Russell's Great White? Did he get into some sort of rights battle with the fucking pool cleaning service? <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, maybe yeah. he is legally allowed to use the name jack russell's great white so yeah because yeah, it's jack russell but it's it's stupid you know i, I don't know i, I think I, I understand why they do it. like like you say greg i, I get why they do it because just because they have you're not going to know this person i mean most people don't give a shit about the band members honestly they just care about the name of the band and the music you know yeah and and you know like with venom inc they're one they're one i would give an exception because jeff don montas was always there always keeping it going except for uh what is it calm before the storm chronos is the only original member on that one but then you know montas came back with tony dolan and they had the demolition man era. Mm. so if they're not going to let him use the Venom name, I'm fine with him using 
Venom Inc. I don't particularly care for the name, but that's one where the circumstances I feel okay about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ralph Yar says uh, he loves KK, but not having Les Binks is the biggest bait and switch in metal history. Yes, Agreed. it is. That, that's a good way to put it, Ralph. I felt cheated when I found out. Because didn't they, didn't they record like a um, a teaser song? I don't know. Or a clip of something? It might have been like when they first announced it. Might, they, might yeah. they posted a performance of um, it was KK, Ripper, Les on drums, yes. Dave Elson on bass, and another guitar player. It might be one of the, uh, the guitarists in the band right now. So yeah, they just posted video uh footage from the concert that they performed at uh, the steel mill but That's uh, what it was. yeah it wasn't a, a new song or anything uh, I don't, no I, mean, I know it wasn't a new song yeah. I, I mean look you know in the end what's in a name um, but at the same time though you didn't see Ace Frehley form Ace's Kiss he formed right. Frehley's Comet right. you know um, and when you know when Kai left Halloween he didn't try to form Halloween 2 he formed Gamma Ray you know, um, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's good to carry on the legacy of what you did before, but tread your own path. You know, like, sorry, Jeff, you're not in Queensryck anymore. And Scott Rockefeller, I don't know if you're in Queensryck anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was another one. Oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, calling Queen it Scott Rockefeller's Queensryck, I mean, like, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, how much can you screw the fans over with that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking Vegas after show. It's Scott Rockefeller's <laughs> Queensryche live Thursday at the Tropicana. Uh, uh, what else we got? Oh, Hank Sherman did uh, Fate after he left Merciful Fate. Yeah, but yep. I, yeah. I could I could let that go. I mean, those are. I mean, it, it, you know, but still, he's still using. Yeah, it, you, you, you know, it was a different music though. See, I was going to say that one, I can kind of let it go because it's Hank Sherman and he just took fate. But what I didn't like about that is <laughs> it totally man. tricks you in to listen to that fucking record. And it's got nothing to do with merciful fate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should repeat Ralph's uh, comment here. <laughs> what, what, did he say? what did he say? Because uh, Louis said gamma ray and he, he said ramagay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ralph. Come on and love me. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, speaking of Kiss, by the way, they're they're doing their uh, Las Vegas <laughs> residency now again, again in December. <laughs> Greg. Uh, well, it's not Scott Rockenfeld, but it's definitely old and Jewish enough to <laughs> go right along with Lawrence mm. Welk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and now we have a wonderful drum solo played by Scott Rockefeller and I will join him and there'll be petty bubbles because <laughs> you know Gene's bald too they could have him come out dressed like Don Rickles <laughs> tell a couple <laughs> dirty jokes hey hockey puck how's your wife <laughs> I hope uh, you go home make love to your wife and she enjoys it <laughs> But I, that's crazy, you know. Now they're doing another tour on top of a tour that they're still kind of doing. You know, they're they're this end of the road tour is the biggest scam in, in music history. <laughs> oh, it should be called almost the end of the road. 
you know, we're at, least, at, at least on the original farewell tour, you know, that was the last time the mm-hmm. original band has ever played together. And I saw that. So yeah. me too. I, yeah, I saw that one too. I, we all know that story already. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, just going back to this thing with the, the, the band names thing. I mean, like, like I said before, it just, it confuses fans, I think. And I just, I just wish, wish, old band members would just be a little bit more creative you know and come up with a name i understand why they use it because they gotta have something to the fans will notice but uh i think it just confuses people more and uh, they need to tap into that dave mustaine rage something and just say fuck those guys and do something completely different yeah But Um, but but he did it and it didn't work you know he needs that name and even um and i know ralph here hates this guy um, the, the, what's his name from Smashing Pumpkins? Uh, Billy, Billy Corgan. Corgan. Yeah, when he went and did Zwan and uh, even his own solo stuff, you know, nobody gave a shit. So he went back to Smashing Pumpkins. Well, I mean, <clears throat> Dave Mustaine, Billy Corgan. That's not. Yeah, good. no idea. <laughs> I know, but still, and uh, Ralph commands us all three of us to be in Nashville next year for Rock and Pod, and uh, yeah, we will like that to happen. I, I think it will. Yeah, I am too. So, uh, you know, because uh, we need to meet some people yeah, that, that, that are yeah. in our, you know, in our field of, of what we do here, you know. No, we, definitely. I'm I'm just thinking because I'm moving right around then. But... Yeah. And eh, you'll be closer too. yeah. I'm yeah. I'm personally dying to meet uh, Chris and Aaron from Decibel Geek because those two guys are the ones that they do this every year. I mean, they live in Nashville. Rocket Pod, that's their thing. So, uh, you know, and Chris Sinzak, I, I speak to him on Facebook every now and then. He, very nice guy. So, um, you know, let's make 2022 the year that Ratsaw Review makes it to Rock and Pods. So yeah. I just I just won't go into the same uh, uh, hotel room with Ralph and Ian because I saw some pictures and of some people that uh, I talked to a little bit and they're still uh, not doing too well. Oh, hey, Bushy, <laughs> get well soon. <laughs> Yeah, Bushy he, had his like head over the toilet, puking into it <laughs> while still giving the metal horns. It's uh, very metal. And yeah, Lee Gersman oh, yeah. doesn't seem to be doing too well either. So I don't know what they did to him. <laughs> Question is, what didn't they do to Lee Gersman? <laughs> who knows? But uh, I don't know. I guess that's it for today's show. It's pretty quick. Uh, anything else? There's one thing I wanted to add, though. It really sure. just all depends on ownership. Yeah. I mean, whoever owns it, hey. like like Sepultura. Um, no, nah, maybe that's a bad example because you know Max formed it with with Igor, but none of the members of Sepultura today are original members. No, none of them. So it really, you know, is Andreas still in the band? Yes, but Andreas was not an original member. No, I'm not saying he was, but he has been there since Schizophrenia, and he was very instrumental in change. As much as I love Bestial Devastation and Morbid Visions. Andreas and his sense of melody and the way he wrote music definitely pushed Sepultura to that next level mm. and helped enable, not to discount what the Cavalero brothers did, but Andreas, I would say, is very, very important as Sepultura. And I don't know. That's kind of a tough one because you have the originators, but it's not like the band dissolved completely and he just reformed it and took the name. You know, they continued mm. on without the Cavaleros who chose to. Well, Which, uh, there, there, there's a lot that goes into that and we could talk about 
the whole Sepultura thing for hours. At least I could, but I don't <laughs> really want to get into that tonight. <laughs> no, that should definitely be something we uh, kind of uh, work on, actually, because that, that is a good story, I think. Uh, and and Raphael that would Sepul- that would Sepul- actually Tupac. <laughs> what about Tupac? No, it's Ralph says supple Tupac. Supple Tupac. I like Derek. I do too. I don't. I don't mind. New album's pretty cool. What were you saying, Greg? I was gonna say that could be a pretty good uh, continuing like series. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sepultura. Yeah. Now, would you like to go through the whole discography? I mean, is, or would or you want to like drop off at a certain point? No, I'd do the whole discography where I don't have the most pleasant things to say about some of the newest yeah, stuff yeah, or uh, Roots, really. Yeah. But well, <clears throat> Roots, while it's not one of my favorite albums personally, does have a lot of merit to it. But hmm. it's uh, not exactly how I like my Sepultura. But yeah. we will get to that when we get to it because I have. Very complicated feelings regarding that record. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I remember hearing that for the first time. Interesting. Um, it's some some kind of Sepultura related news. Uh, the guitarist from Soulfly, actually, was, he was kicked out of the band, or he huh. left. Did he leave, or he got kicked out? Um, complicated story. Mark yeah. states that since the uh, pandemic started, not one royalty, not one phone call, not one anything from. Max and Gloria stated that, um, well, you know, he had to find a job to make ends meet because they weren't sending him anything. So he just kind of said, fuck it, I've had it. And, you know, now is this war of attrition, I guess you could say, between Max and Gloria's Mm. camp and Mark Rizzo. Um, Personally, I think Mark Rizzo is a sick guitar player. Um, I'm glad that he moved his way from El Nino to uh, Soulfly and, you know, really got to showcase his talent rather than just playing two chords per song in El Nino. But um, who said that? And, <laughs> you know, I think he's going to be fine. He's a great talent. So yeah. he's already working on his solo stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm not a huge, I'm not a fan of Soulfly at all, but I, I read that news and, and seeing that there's so much actually uh, news about it, it, it must be a, a pretty big deal. So, yeah, they I were did- important for what they are. But I don't care for them. Yeah, I did see them in concert, and uh, you know they they did you know they they were they were really good live. Mm. Uh, that was during uh, not during the primitive era. Um, it was the album after primitive, so it was the one that came out in two thousand two. Um, I forget what it was called. Yeah, I saw them on that same tour. I can picture the album cover, but I don't remember what it's called either. Right. It wasn't Prophecy. Um, it was the album before Prophecy. Yeah. Dark Days? No. I'm, regardless, um, you know, Max definitely knows how to liven a crowd up. I'll give him that much. But I don't know where he's going to find a better guitar player than Mark Rizzo, especially one that's loyal as he was. He was in the band for like almost yeah. 18 years. Did you see who's, take, who's taking his place for the tour? Uh, is it Dino Cazares of Fear Factory? Yes, it is. Yeah, I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Fear Factory, but I mean... Uh, how are you going to pull off Fear Factory without Burton on vocals anymore? How? <laughs> I don't know. That that band is only Dino, and everything else is, is computerized. So I think he's going to figure out a way to have vocals come through a computer. Yeah. <laughs> it's all going to be processed vocals. It's not going to be real. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one machine. Speaking of uh, one-man bands, uh, I'd like to uh, give a big congratulations to 
Images of Eden, who just wrapped up a uh, week of tour dates with Vengue Malmsteen in Texas. And they just got the John 5 Ingve tour for the fall. So good for them. Congratulations. Very cool. And uh, since you mentioned, yeah, anything else cool. before I go? No. Okay. Um, the, our, our friends, Timeless Haunt, they are looking for to add an extra guitarist to their band. So if anybody is in the PA area and you play guitar, you have to be good and you have to have some kind of uh, feel for your guitar, not just, you know, play one notes and, you know, being four other bands or whatever. You have to be a very well-rounded guitar player. If you have any interest, please let us know or, or go to Timeless Haunt's uh, Facebook page or, or a website and let them know because uh, they're looking for another guitarist. So it'd be pretty yes. cool to hear them, you know, with two guitarists would be pretty cool. And uh, Devil Dozer says, I like God, the idea. I hate roots. Yeah, it is. It will be a good idea. Especially when they play that because they seem to be and, playing the and, uh, Yeah, Devil Dozer there. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I gotta agree with you. And where I say I'm conflicted about it is because I recognize how important the different things about it are, like with the tribal music and different elements like that. But uh, yeah, I really don't like that record. <laughs> I just got into them when that came out. Uh, I listened to KSAD first, but then Roots came out like right after I started getting into that other album. And uh, I didn't mind it too much because I really didn't know too much about Sepultura at the time. But going mm. back in the catalog, you know, it is like one of the weaker links, but I don't think it's that bad. I like it. It was right for the time. It broke right. in commercially. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Anything else? What it was supposed to be. Exactly. Anything else, Lou? Where can we find your show? I mean, you have a new uh, episode that was just out, which was, uh, who was that guitar player again? Oh, John uh, Witten of Shockwire. Yeah, yes. Uh, I found him on Instagram. And, you know, what exposed me to him was I was just I was just looking up guitar stuff on Instagram, my hashtag guitar. And all of a sudden he comes up and it was one of his normal speed, slow motion videos. So he plays a shredding lick for normal speed and it goes now slow motion. And then as he's playing, you can hear the voiceover go doodly doodly skibbity bop and hell yeah, brother. And I just lost it because I thought it was ridiculously <laughs> funny. Spoke with him and found out that he was the guitar player in the band SuperQuest, which was this group in Canada who from 2014 to about 2018 were releasing these funny how-to metal instruction videos. And I remember seeing the how to black metal thing, hmm. which I posted the video and audio from it in, in my interview with him. And uh, we hit it off, you know, just a, a great guy and a great musician, a great talent. I wish him all the best. And uh, yeah, you know, like I was happy to have him on the show. He's a very cool guy. Very funny cool. interview too. Very, uh, very interesting. Yeah, I like that one. Very funny. I had to uh, manipulate the audio during during many parts yeah. of the uh, interview. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, you know, it's funny because like you know he mentioned he was a fan of like Daffy Duck cartoons and things like yeah. that, and I was just like, wow, I could have seriously like, I thought he was really influenced by Bobcat Goldwave, but no, he didn't even bring him up once. So <laughs> yeah. you know, that's why He's it's young. good never to assume people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Devil Dozer says he, he apologizes. He's doing dishes and he got Dawn soap all over his screen on his phone. So he <laughs> got us wet. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you didn't want to get your hands there. You just want to get soaking wet. Uh, where can we find your podcast? Musicislifepodcast.com. And as always, I'm spreading the good word of ratsireview.com. That's right. I'm glad to see my money is uh, working. 
with you. Yep, I just got my first royalty. I hate Penny. I hate Penny. <laughs> I was gonna, gonna say have some penny. more. Those are worth something. Uh, Greg, anything else? Have a penny. Nope, that's it for uh, this week. Although them little, uh, you know, album versus album things you've been posting with the pictures with the CDs, mm-hmm. we should definitely talk about those two forbidden records sometimes. So. We have though. Yeah, we I talked kind of about twisted into form. Yeah. You weren't. Uh, I don't think you were. No, actually, yeah, it was when uh, some other guy we had on the show was on. We did that with um, unknown from Timeless One, actually. That's right. I, I didn't. Or wait, yeah, did yeah, you? Yeah, you were supposed to be on. You had something going on. Yeah, that's right. Damn it, I missed it. Well, whatever. I want to talk about. It. We I can do. We can always do. Them and again. I what just, the hell's the difference? And I finally just got the under one flag pressings of the one one. Ah, very cool. One of the coolest looking record labels ever. Yeah, I, I yeah, I do agree with you on that one. Uh, RatsoundReview.com. And also, too, we've been working with Mog Records, MOG Records. Uh, they're a record company from Brazil. Oh, yes. Yes, very cool guy. I uh, want to talk to him so bad. Why? Oh, because of the... Because uh, I the love Mutilator. Mutilator. Yeah. yeah. He actually was not in Mutilator. I got a little confused. But he's in a band now with a guy who was in Mutilator. So I knew that, but yeah. the scene and everything. Yeah, no, it's he's gonna. Yeah. I, I talked to him. He wants. He's gonna get the other guy on the show too. So we'll get that. Awesome. Done. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, we've been working a lot with him. Uh, oh my god, I'm gonna forget how to pronounce. And that'll it. tie into Sepultura too. It's all Brazil. That will tie into Sepultura. So, oh sweet! Uh, I can talk about sarcophago for once, and somebody will actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he just might. <laughs> Yeah, Mauricio Atala, a very cool guy. We've been working with him. And so go to their Instagram. I think they're on Facebook too, but uh, they mostly do stuff on Instagram. Actually, they do interviews and stuff too. But uh, I think it's uh, at MogRecords666. So please follow them. Tell them we sent you because we're going to be working with them and uh, doing a lot of stuff. So it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Like I said before, RatsaloReview.com. Please subscribe. And please, again, check out, um, I'll put a link under in the description here or go fund me for our friend eric adams his mother and yes. ralphier he's helping us out too and again thank you ralph very much really appreciate that but mm-hmm. if you can donate anything you can come on our show yeah give us albums to review or talk about whatever go ralph, donate make us list, make us battle two lionel richie albums I fucking something dare something you. something just let us do and something. and give to like, a good cause exactly mm-hmm. exactly uh, a big shout out to my friends asan chowdhury and Johnny Fila of To The Pain, who donated in the past week. Thank you, guys. Oh, yes, very, very much. Thank you very much. Uh, we really appreciate it. And she needs all the help because she really needs that uh, that home health aid or whatever, the nurse or whatever, because she just, you know, she can't really get around much. So, And uh, Eric needs to really, you know, he needs a lot of help. So, And just so you know, you. he's not resting on his laurels either. He's working hard right, to try right. to, like, help pay for this yep. people. So, yeah. you know, uh, you know we, we have no problem helping those who help themselves. So it's all exactly. good. Exactly. And we've been, me and Lou have been friends with him for so many, what, like 20 something years. So At this point, two decades. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like somebody we don't know. And, and, you know, just out of the blue, this, he actually needs help and we do know him. So mm-hmm. it's going towards a good cause. So, and yeah. just, you know, we donated too. So, you know, yeah. we're not asking people to do anything that we wouldn't, we didn't do. So, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So again, thank you all who have donated. And if you haven't, if you can't, it's okay. I understand. No big deal. But uh, for those who have donated, we really appreciate it. And uh, that's it. It's tough times for everyone, man. But Exactly. Yep. And yeah, and it's just going to get worse. So we appreciate everybody and thank you again for watching the show thanks for joining in the chat we'd like uh we love having all these uh comments in there because it helps uh enhance the show a little bit too so i love that so i'm glad to have this uh show live now again like we used to do back in the old days right greg yep right all right guys thank you again and we will see you guys next week buenos nachos bye all right